true. This morning, I've, I need your prayers. I've been, I've had several different thoughts this week. And uh, on which way God might have me to go. And, um, I need you here. I need, I need the Lord this morning. I want to ask the question. You don't have to raise your hand. But I want to ask you a question this morning. Who's come here to worship God? And I mean true worship. I mean putting the thoughts, the intents, and those things of the world out from us with true heartfelt worship, without the fear or favor of man, but just as God might lead you to worship His holy name. A risen Savior, one that gave His life for you, one today that still is able to save the souls that are lost and condemned to hell. Those that God can transform. And I'm thankful this morning for those that may be hearing lost that, uh, that He can save you today. And I believe in my heart that He desires to save you. It's His will that none should perish. And uh, this morning, but I, I, I want you to know that it's God's people that we have a responsibility. I'll say this, that we had the opportunity to go to an ordination yesterday. And I was telling some of the brethren on the way home yesterday, it seemed to be that the main thought and those things that were spoken was the Spirit and the need of the Spirit and the need of the truth. And those two things coincide together with each other. And this morning, uh, I've, I've spoke about the truth, and I, I've tried to speak about uh, the Spirit, and I don't necessarily feel like that's the direction that we need to go. But I want you to know that each and every time that I come here, I come here with the intentions of worshiping God and praising Him for His goodness in my life, that He has saved me and given me a home in heaven, that without Him that I would have no hope in this life, that it's through and by Jesus Christ and Him giving His life, Him taking my place, for He is the propitiation of our sin. He took my place and paid a price that I could not pay. And He's bought me this morning. He's purchased me. He's redeemed me with His own blood. And this morning, uh, when I begin to think about those things and how that I don't deserve any of them, and God's love towards me. It becomes real to me. And I began to think about those songs that we sing about how that we're going to see Him. And I was, I've had all kinds of different thoughts this week. And maybe God will give me the opportunity to preach on them. But I was thinking about what God has saved me from. And what God saved me to. And I'm thankful this morning that He saved me from an eternal Eternity. I don't think sometimes we can wrap our mind around what eternity is. But He has saved me from eternal punishment and saved me to something that's eternal where God dwells. That He's given me a home in heaven. And this morning I pray that as God's people we might let those things resonate in our mind and that we might 
find our place in the service. I've had different thoughts, and I, I need your prayers. If I had to title this subject this morning, I suppose that it would be titled, A Lowered Hedge. A Lowered Hedge. And uh, this morning, I, I'm thankful as we get into this, that God has a hedge that's built around His people. And my friend, I need the help of God throughout my life. God has been good to me. Not only, as I said before, has He saved me, but He keeps His careful watch upon me. For the Scripture says that if He cares and watches over the sparrow, and He cares for the lilies of the field, think about how much more He cares for you. And my friend, this morning, He loves His people. He loves His creation. So much so that He gave His life for it. And I pray this morning this might settle in our hearts. Before I get into my scripture lesson this morning, I want to think about this Lord hedge. Satan desires nothing this morning but to cause division, to cause harm, to wreak havoc in every way that he can. He desires to influence our life. He desires to influence our homes. He desires uh, the influence that we might have on our children. He desires all manner of things. That's the way Satan is. He wants to wreak and cause as much havoc as he can. And for the people of God, he realizes that he can't have my soul. And I'm thankful for that this morning, that he can't have what God has promised. It's not his. But yet it's the Lord's. He's purchased it and he's bought it. But yet Satan still tries to divide. That's what he aims to do uh, in a marriage. He aims to cause division. He aims to wreak as much havoc. He uh, uh, desires uh, uh, families to be destroyed. He desires uh, ministers to quit preaching. He desires uh, the church of the living God to quit testifying unto the goodness of God. He wants to wreak as much havoc as he can. But Peter said, casting all your care upon the Lord, for He careth for you. Because Peter said that uh, he desires, uh, 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 he says that he goes about as a roaring lion, seeking to devour whom he may. But I want you to think about this, that even as uh, the Scripture uh, talks about Daniel, how he was placed in the lion's den, I want you to imagine who it was that stopped the lion's mouth. And my friend, it was God. And my friend, it's still uh, the Lord today that's able to protect us and help us. But I want you to know this morning before we get started, that if you're not under the protective hand of God this morning, my friend, uh, you're not without hope. The Lord Jesus can help you. But I want you to know, my friend, you're already under a Lord hedge. I want you to know this morning that uh, that you need to be saved. You need to be born again. You need to know what it is to have something in your heart that God has promised you. And my friend, this morning, I want to take for a reading lesson over here in Job. And I want to take for a few verses of Scripture. And uh, do pray for us this morning. The Lord might help us. Starting in the sixth verse. It says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan uh, came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? 
Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro the earth and walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doeth Job fear God for naught? Hast thou not made a hedge about him? And about his house, and about all that he hath on every side, hast thou blessed the work of his hands, and the substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thine power. Only unto himself put, forth, put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And I want to stop there for a mistake that I want to take uh, mostly from there in the 10th verse. He says, Satan replied, he says, Has thou not made a hedge about him? And my friend, when we begin to think about what this hedge is, uh, it would be a, a fenced-in area or something that God has uh, hedged about you in a sense of protection. And here it is, Satan was going to and fro from the earth and he was uh, walking about and, and my friend I want you to know that I, I don't want to give Satan uh, uh, more power today uh, uh, but I, I want you to know this morning that he is powerful but my friend he's not more powerful than God is and my friend God has all the power but my friend I want you to know this morning that Satan is desiring that he might as uh, Jesus told Peter that he might uh, sift us as wheat He's desiring as much destruction in this world. He's desiring as much destruction in the Lord's church as he can. He wants to divide homes. He wants to divide families. And my friend, that's uh, what Satan desires. He desires that lost people, uh, my friend, might stay lost. He desires that they might not seek God. And I know people today don't uh, necessarily understand that. But listen, God is not the author of confusion. And my friend, if you're here and lost this morning, you'll never be any more lost than you are today. My friend, you're just as lost now as you're ever going to be. And I want you to know this morning that if you're ever going to be saved, you're going to have to make a move towards the Lord Jesus. And my friend, you're going to have to trust in Him completely with your whole heart. And I mean with everything that makes you up, you've got to trust in the Lord. My friend, you've got to lay it all down at the Lord Jesus' feet. I can't tell you exactly how it happens. But my friend, I'm trusted in Him and Him alone. But here it is. There was a man by the name of Job. And all of us are familiar uh, here with Job, I'm sure. Uh, but Job uh, says that he was a perfect and upright man. Now, I don't believe that he was perfect in a sense as the Lord Jesus, but I believe he was mature and he feared the Lord. And my friend, he made sacrifices unto the Lord and not only for himself, but for the cause of his children. And here it is, he prayed for them. And uh, Satan was going to and fro. And I want you to know this morning that uh, sometimes, uh, my friend, God might allow the hedge around you to be lowered. My friend, that He might test you in a sense that you might grow throughout this Christian wall, that you might draw closer to Him. Uh, my friend, that you might have a deeper relationship with God. And my friend, I believe that uh, here it is that He was pointing out uh, Job. Now, the Lord uh, told Satan, he said, Doeth thou, uh, Satan answered and said, uh, 
answered the Lord and said, Doeth doeth Job fear God for naught? And basically, he's saying, uh, uh, you know, does he fear the Lord? Uh, Because he has to in a sense. He said, Has thou not made a hedge about him and about his house and all that he hath on every side? And my friend, I want you to know this morning that if you're a child of God and you're one of his, my friend, God has a protective hedge around your life. He desires that you might uh, fully go after Him and fully surrender your life to obey Him and that He would be number one in your life. I was thinking about this this week and uh, my little boy, my littlest one, he, uh, he just got rid of his little toddler bed and uh, we bought him a, a big boy bed. And uh, he's scared of the dark, you know. He's just a little fella. He's scared of the dark. And uh, there's been times I've been scared of the dark. I don't know how y'all are. But he's scared of the dark. and he, uh, he has a hard time. At nighttime, he'll cry out for, Daddy, don't leave me. Daddy, don't leave me. Mama, don't leave me, is what he said. But I want you to know there's going to come a time Uh, In a world that seems like it's dark, I want you to know that Jesus Christ is still the light of the world today. He's still shining out into a dark world. And though mom and daddy may leave him, my friend, there's one that's greater than mom and daddy. There's one that's greater than all that ever came. And his name is Jesus Christ. And my friend, this morning, I began to think about that. And and my little boy, and he's trying to decorate his room, you know, and he... uh, he, he loves Batman, and, and my little boys have always thought about these heroes, you know. They, 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 little children, they love these heroes, you know. They, they look at uh, uh, different ones and examples in their life, you know, Superman and different ones, you know. They idolize and they look up to. And my friend, how they save and, and do and all things. Uh, but my friend, if there's anything this morning that we can ever teach our children... For the Scripture says for us to train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he'll not depart from it. If there's anything that I can ever teach them, is my friend that Jesus Christ is the greatest that there's ever been. And my friend, there's none greater than him. And I don't have a problem when their children looking up to those things, but I want them to know, my friend, that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. And my friend, that he gave his life for them. Not daddy. Not mama, but Jesus Christ. And my friend, when you begin, when the Lord saves your soul, He places a hedge of protection around you. I was talking to you this morning about Brother Hale, and when I was lost and separated from God, when I was down there in that altar seeking the Lord at Rocky Mound, well, I tell you what, there was a hedge that was built around me down there on that altar. God's people coming around that altar. No, they couldn't save me. But boy, they built a hedge around me. They built a hedge around me to keep the things of the world out for just a little while. Listen, when we come into God's house, the things of the world need to be out there. And my friend, this needs to be focused upon the Lord Jesus and what He can do and how He can change your life. We need to keep those things out there and focus upon the Lord Jesus while we're in here. The Lord asked him, he said, have you considered my servant Job? Satan said, well, you've got a hedge about him. 
not only about him, but around it all his family, about every substance, everything that he owns. Have you considered him? The Lord said, I'm paraphrasing this, but he said, you can have everything you want, just don't take his life. He was determined that Job would curse God. Job would go on to lose his children. Job would lose his wealth. He would lose everything in the material value. And I can't even begin to fathom the hurt that that man had. I can't imagine losing one of my children. I can't, I can't fathom that today. And he lost ten of them. All in one moment they were gone. But my friend, he never cursed God. Never. Now he cursed the day that he was born. Boy, he was hurting. He was in bad shape. His wife even told him, just curse God and die. Everything that he was going through. And here it is. Uh, Satan said, well, uh, I'm not satisfied. So he went back to God. And then what happened there ended up being great bulls and uh, sores that come upon Job throughout his life. And he suffered in a great amount of, of tribulation. He had a hard time. But I want you to know that he never cursed God. God was working on him. God was shaping him and molding him into something that he could use. Sometimes God has to bring us down to a place to where he can use us. And I believe that's what he was doing here for Job. I want you to consider this morning that lowered hedge. Ecclesiastes here in the 10th chapter says this in the 8th verse. He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. And whoso breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. And my friend, I want you to know, not only uh, sometimes does God allow that hedge to be lowered around us, but I want you to know this morning that if our influence, if our desire is not fully uh, upon the Lord Jesus, and listen, we can't always walk in the Spirit, but as God's people, that ought to be our desire, that we might be able to resist the lust of the flesh. That we ought to have a desire to walk in the Spirit of God. But this morning I want you to know that uh, the things that we do and the distance that we have sometimes between us and the Lord. Now I want you to know this morning that uh, I was separated from God when I was lost and undone from Him. But I want you to know this morning there's times that I have distanced myself from the Lord. I've never been lost again. But there's been times that I have put distance between me and Him. I've got to a place to where I was cold. I got to a place to where I couldn't feel His Spirit. I got to a place to where I, I desired to feel Him once again. But my friend, if we are not living the life that we need to live, if we're doing the things of the world, and Satan is constantly on us, and listen, he's going to be, and I want to say this this morning, if Satan is not bothering you throughout your life, probably ought to examine your life. Now, I don't aim to hurt your feelings this morning, but if Satan's not bothering you throughout your life, we may need to examine our life. But I want you to know this morning, that there's little cracks sometimes that can happen in our wall. There's things that can happen throughout our life that causes little cracks to come up. And what, 
uh, Solomon is saying here through this Ecclesiastes, he's saying, be careful for those spots that come up in the hedges because the serpent will come out and he'll bite. And my friend, that's what Satan is looking for. He's looking for cracks. He's looking for ways to get into your life. He's looking for ways to cause division. He's looking for ways that he might disturb our services. He's looking for everything this morning. And my friend, we can't give in to Satan. We can't give in to Satan. So how is it that we are to worship and praise the Lord? What is it that we shall do? Well, I look over here at, at what Habakkuk says in this book. And he goes on in, in this first chapter. He declares, what about the unrighteous? What shall you do with them, God? What about the unrighteous? And here it is. The Lord speaks to him in this second chapter. He says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower. And I will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord said unto me and answered and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon the tables that he may run that read it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie, though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold, his soul which is which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. And my friend, this morning I want you to know that I think sometimes part of the I, I just be honest with you, I think sometimes part of our problem or part of my problem is, as we just don't have the faith like we need to have. We just don't have the faith in God like we need to. We don't have the, the faith or the belief that uh, God is going to be here before we ever get here. We don't have the prayer uh, life maybe that we need to have. We don't have that desire that God might meet us here when we get here. And my friend, uh, I want you to know this morning that that's what uh, this prophet said. He said, for the just shall live by his faith. And this morning, I want you to know that that's the only way that we can serve God, is living by faith. We must, this morning, live by faith. Listen to what he says. And I was going to make a mess here this morning, but this is just what the Lord has put on my heart. Let me find this over here. <coughs> All this is familiar scripture to you this morning. I know that. I want to read. Over here in this 10th chapter of Hebrew letter. 10th chapter of Hebrews. He says in this 35th verse of the 10th chapter of Hebrews. Let me back up here a moment. 34th verse. For you had compassion of me and my bonds and took joyful by the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and enduring substance. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while he that shall come will come. And will not tarry. The just shall live by faith. By, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back into perdition, but of them that believe 
to the saving of the soul. Now listen to what he says here in this 11th chapter. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the world's were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto the God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. And before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And my friend, this morning I realize that we're all very familiar with this. But here, even the apostle goes back, and we can find different places in the Roman letter, where he says that the just shall live by faith. And if you'll go back to the third chapter, who is it is the one that does the justifying? It's my friend Jesus Christ. And it's through Him that He justifies us. He gives us that peace. He puts that righteousness in our heart. And this morning, as the Apostle Paul here is talking, he says that man uh, that would draw black, he said, my soul find no pleasure in him, uh, my friend this morning. But he says uh, that those but without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is. And this morning I want you to know that God has a hedge about us. And my friend, He might lower that hedge. I don't know, he, uh, I, I don't know uh, what God's intentions are in your life. And I don't know what they are in my life. But I have to trust Him and trust Him completely with every aspect of my life. And my friend, I want you to know that we as God's people need to have faith. Uh, not just the faith of that grain of mustard seed. Yes, we talk about that a lot of times, that it's able to move mountains. But my friend, believe in our whole heart. Listen, that God can and will do things. Uh, my friend, that He will, uh, when we pray for these that are lost and, and that we have a burden for, that God will save them and that God will convict them. Because my friend, if God ain't doing it, my friend, I can't do it and neither can you. We've got to have faith. Faith. How often is it this morning that our faith gets weak? How often is it this morning that we lay something at the feet of Jesus and say, Lord, you take it. I'm not big enough to carry it. And before we ever get done with our prayer, we turn right around and pick it back up again and take it on with us. And we seem like that load is so heavy and it weighs us down in this life when Jesus is saying, come to me. He's saying, lay it at my feet. He tells us to take upon uh, Him His yoke. Uh, lay that burden upon Him. My friend, I promise you this, if God has ever put a burden on you in your life, He has to help you pack it. Because we can't pack it alone. The faith this morning. The faith of God's people. We need faith. We have to believe. We have to believe this morning. 
If we come into the Lord's house, ever have a doubt in our mind that the Lord is going to move or the Lord is going to do something today, more than likely He's not going to do it. But if we come believing and knowing that God is going to move in our services, that God's Spirit is going to be there, and that we're talking to the Lord, and my friend, that God is going to move in a great and mighty way, my friend, that God can still move mountains today. He can still save the lost that's in our families. He can still reach lost people, my friend, that we're praying for and seeking God to save. He can still do those things today. What happened over here when we read about in Mark about those that had just a little bit of faith? My friend, just a little bit of faith. Listen to what, uh, the, what this uh, second chapter of Mark says. And he said, again, he entered into Capernaum and some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And my friend, let me hold that just for a moment. That it ought to be noised. Each and every time that we come into this place, that God is in the midst of this house. It ought to be noised out in this community. Have you heard about what's going on over at Fairview Memorial? That God is there. And my friend, uh, when we come to Him in faith, He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. He's not just, you know, we use that verse of Scripture a lot to lost people. But my friend, that applies to God's people. He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. It ought to be noised that God is in this place. Noised. Telling people. Let me ask you this this morning. When's the last time we invited somebody to the Lord's house? When's the last time we picked up the phone and Did He not tell us to go out into the highways and the hedges and to compel them to come in? When's the last time we invited somebody? When's the last time we picked up the phone and said, we got a revival coming up. I want you to be ready. uh, Have we been praying that God is going to move in this revival that's coming up? When's the last time that we've done that? When's the last time we've got on the, uh, the Facebook and said, uh, we've got church service starting this morning at 11 o'clock. I want you to be there. It ought to be noised about what God is doing in this place. We ought to tell it from the rooftops that God can save, and He can save to the uttermost. We ought to tell the world about what Jesus Christ has done in our life, how He's changed us, how He's given us a home in heaven. We ought to tell everybody about it. Well, what happened? He says here in this second verse, and he says, Straight away many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of palsy, which was bore for. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let him down and the bed wherein the sick of palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And my friend, this morning I want you to know 
uh, that those people there that they had a desire. I believe in all of my heart that their friend, he was sick of palsy. They knew what Jesus could do. Uh, my friend, there was something that was standing in their way that they, uh, they uh, seemed like uh, they couldn't get him through. And my friend, I believe they began to think, boy, I've got to get him to Jesus. I've got to get him there. Uh, he's got to be healed. And what did they begin to do? They began to tear off the roof and to lower him down there to Jesus. I'm not telling you this morning that we need to tear the roof off. But my friend, we need to have faith in God that He can heal our land. That He can save our lost. That He can change people's lives. What are we doing this morning? Are we tearing away the roof? Are we tearing out the obstacles that's standing in our way? Are we making room for Jesus Christ? Do we have the faith in believing that He can change people's lives? Did He not change your life? Did He not change your life? What is it that He saved you from? I know what He saved me from. I know that I was bound for hell. I know without God that I would perish forever and I'd burn throughout all eternity. But my friend, He saved me to a home in heaven to be there with Him forevermore. To be there in His glory. To be there with the Son of God who came to this world and gave His life for mankind. That's what He saved me to. What about you? Is that worth telling the world about? Is that worth telling your friends about? Is that worth uh, tearing away the roof? There may not be a roof standing in your way, but my friend, there's obstacles that are standing in our way. There's things this morning that if we let Satan, he desires this morning to cause as much distraction, to reach uh, uh, as much havoc as he can. But my friend, I want you to know this morning that Jesus Christ is more powerful than he is. Jesus said, all power is given unto me in earth as it is in heaven. The Lord seen their faith. What kind of faith do we have this morning? Do we have the faith this morning that God can still move mountains in our life? Have you ever seen how small a mustard seed is? It's tiny. You couldn't even see it with me holding it in my fingers right now. Even if I had one, you couldn't see it. But Jesus said, just that much faith can remove mountains. Just that little bit. God allows us to go through things. And, and listen this morning. His desire, I believe in my heart, is to draw us closer to Him. But if we're not careful, we'll let the things that we go through push us further away from God. This morning, we must believe and have faith. I believe. I believe God this morning. I believe in His wonder-working power as we sing about. 
I believe there's power in the blood. I believe He can still transform lives. I believe He can still save to the uttermost. I believe that He, my friend, still has the power this morning. All power. And you know what He desires for us to do this morning? Is to suit up with the whole armor of God. I was thinking about it this morning as what He said over here in this 6th chapter. And I'm going to read this and I'm going to be done. Paul says here in this 6th chapter, he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. He said, Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take upon you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about you with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Listen to what he says. He says, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to, able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. He said, above all, taking the shield of faith. If you'll remember what he told Abraham, I believe it's over in the 15th chapter of Genesis. He told him that he would be his shield. And my friend, he's still our shield today. And we must have the shield of faith. Believe in this morning. Believe in all your heart. I want to ask you this morning, what is worship to you? Do you feel like God has lowered the hedge in your life? Do you feel like Satan's attacking you at every turn that you make? You know what happens to me when Satan attacks me? And he attacks me a lot. Don't think just because I'm a preacher Satan don't attack me because he does. When it's gone on long enough, and I feel like I'm not where I need to be. I just find a place somewhere to steal away and pray. Lord, I need you. And I need your help. Lord, I can't do this alone. I failed you again. Church, I want you to know that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Don told me one time, Don Curtis said he was helping in a revival. He was pastoring a church at one time, and they got to come in, and they were seeing people being saved every Sunday. He said the people got to believing that every Sunday they come, somebody was going to be saved. Church, I want you to know that's the kind of thought that we need to have. We need to come every Sunday to God's house thinking God is going to do something big. And we need to have faith. That God is going to do something big. I've told you this before. And I'm just giving you my heart. I don't aim to upset you. And I don't aim to make you mad this morning. I'm your minister. You've called me to be your pastor. And all I can do is preach what God's given me. 
But church, we're in this together. And you've got a job to do too. You've got a work to do too. Our prayer life needs to be in order. Our work and labor for God needs to be in order. And if there's something that's standing in your way from fully serving God, we need to cut it off. I don't aim to hurt you. I aim to be honest with you this morning. Satan aims to destroy and to devour and divide every way that he can. And my friend, we've got to hold on to God. Are we coming here this morning believing that God can do all things? We're talking about the creator of the world. And I'm going to say this to you and I'll be done. Brother Mike, if you'll get us a song. I hope that I'm a help to you. I hope that the lost people here might hear about Jesus and realize they need to be saved. I hope that I'm a help to you throughout your week. I pray that Jesus speaks to your heart. But just as much as I want to be a help to you, do you realize how much you're a help to me? You need, listen, we feed off each other and we help each other. Where's our faith at this morning? Are you living on the promise of God? Are you looking for, as Paul said, a country? You know, when you read, go through there on that Hebrews in that 11th chapter, it says, them all not You know this altar is always open. Always open for prayer. If you feel that you need to go and shake somebody's hand this morning, why do the do what the Holy Spirit 